This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. This is Michelle Fern, your host on Catitude. Today's show is going to be all about TNR. We're going to talk to a very special woman that does TNR. And her community has written about TNR and has some great information to educate everyone about TNR. What is TNR? Trap, neuter, release. And this show, you know, if I sound a little bit less perky than normal, it's because I am so sad. It's kind of appropriate that we talk about TNR, but I lost my first TNR cat, which is Sammy, just two days before this show. So we're recording on 12, or actually three days before the show, we're recording on 12.15 and 22, and she passed on 12-12-22. Sammy was a TNR cat that came by my home when I first bought it, so we think she was about a year old, and that was in May of 2016. She had two litters, had her hire a cat trapper. There's a couple of, if you go back and look at the Catitude shows, there's a couple of shows I did talking mostly about her, how I trapped her. So anyway, this show is dedicated in memory of Sammy and um, all the other TNRs that we're not able to save and the ones we are able to save. So we'll be back right after this message. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome Nancy Robison. She is an author and a TNR expert and does so much TNR rescuing in her area. Welcome, Nancy. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm very grateful to be here, and I love the idea of being able to get out the word about how important TNR is. Let's talk first about, because, you know, I said what it stands for, but a lot of people don't have a clue. They see, you know, TNR saves lives, you know, hashtag TNR saves lives, or, you know, TNR and adopt all these hashtags with TNR. But I think there's still a a large population of cat lovers that are like, I don't know what it is, but I know it's something good with rescuing cats. So what exactly is TNR? Okay, TNR basically is when people, and I wish more of them would do it, find stray or feral cats and It's wonderful when people feed them, provide shelters for them, and so on. But if they do not get them spayed or neutered, 
the cat overpopulation, which is already a big problem, is just going to keep getting worse. So what needs to happen to prevent and kind of remedy the overpopulation is for people to trap these cats, have them spayed or neutered, and then if they are friendly and can be put up for adoption, that's wonderful. But if not, then return them to where they were originally found so that they're still in familiar space. That's a great explanation. It's just so important because cats can have a litter every 10 to 12 weeks, and a litter can have four or more kittens in it. So if you don't spay or neutered, the population's just going to keep going up. It's crazy how fast they procreate. When I found Sammy, well, she came to the house. She found us. I thought, you know, we were feeding her. I didn't, you know, I figured, okay, she's just getting a little chubby. But no, she was pregnant. And before I could catch her myself, I tried traps, everything. Sammy was one of these like little slim kitties. I thought she was a, a kitten because she's very slim or was very slim. And before I could catch her, she was had another one. So I actually looked in my community and found a cat trapper. And so she was not the kind of, you know, when you say if they could if be comfortable indoors, you adopt. But she was not good indoors. That was just not for her. So she had an enclosed area that she can go to when it was, you know, lousy weather. She had a special heating pad for cats. And my spouse got this. We live in South Florida. The coldest it gets is maybe 60, but cats like it warm. So he had, she had a heating pad. She had a little water fountain, her and her baby daddy, Jethro, who's now missing her a lot. So she had it made, but we couldn't bring her in because she just was not good. When I had to keep her after the cat trapper, when she brought her back um, after she was fixed, she said, you have to keep her indoors. So I have, you know, a catio, screened in patio. And she was jumping up on the screens. And finally, she realized she couldn't escape. But it just wasn't for her. I, you know, as soon as she could go, I let her out there. But she always was with us, always around, but just not indoors because it wasn't for her. But yes, you do really have to do the right thing. They, they have litters so quickly. It's, it's crazy. I know mostly it's April through October, I believe is kitten season. But if you add it up, she was small. So she had three every litter and she actually came with one. So I know that there might've been more in that litter, but they might not have made it. So right. it's crazy. And, you know, feeding is nice, but it's always good when you could do a little more. What have you done in your community that people listening to what you've accomplished in your community might be able to either do in their own or maybe assist with a TNR group in their community? Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, I want to let people know that the Hempstead Animal Shelter does free spaying and neutering for feral cats. Uh, they have specific hours that you have to bring the cats, but you can bring them and they will do the spay and neuter for free, which is a big help to a lot of people because spaying and neutering can get very expensive if you're talking about a lot of cats. Where are you located? I'm in Elmont, but the place that, I'm sorry, in New York, Elmont, okay. New York, which is on Long Island, the Hempstead Animal Shelter is in Wantaw, New York, 
And for any resident of the town of Hempstead, they will do a free spay and neuter. And that's a big, big help. I also want to just interject here because we have listeners that I hope the whole town is listening to Catitude, but we have listeners all over the U.S. So if you're not in that area, I know that in many communities, there's at least one local vet that does this or at the Humane Society. The thing is with the Humane Society, you usually have to make an appointment. So it's a little bit challenging. Yes. They do it for a low cost too. Yes. I was going to mention the ASPCA in New York City also has free spay and neuter, but you have to make an appointment. Many, many of the shelters all over New York will do spay and neuter days when they do it for free or for low cost, but you have to look online to find out what days they're going to do it. Also, as you said, a lot of vets will do it, but you have to call the individual vets. I have a friend up in Southern Essex, New York, that also has a a cat rescue that does help people find low-cost spay and neuter up there as well. There are many, many places. As a matter of fact, I went through and made up a whole list of places that do free or low-cost spay and neuter. I had the same experience as you did with trying to trap the cats on my own and not having, I shouldn't say not having very good luck. Some of them I was able to catch on my own. Others I had to get help with. And the first time I had to do that, I, like you, hired a trapper. Since then, I have found some people here on Long Island that will help with trapping and don't charge a fee. I just want to point out the person that helped me with trapping, also that cost covered getting Sammy fixed as well. So I caught a raccoon twice and I caught the baby daddy. No, the baby daddy I caught once and then a raccoon once and it was impossible. So if I just want to let everyone know, if you are really just having a challenge, you can look and see if there's either a community and um, I was looking using the app next door which has different neighborhoods. And that's how I found my cat trapper. And okay, we're going back six years. So it it might've gone up since then, but the fee was really reasonable. It was $50. I was spending more on that on tarps and and stuff for the kittens. And not that I minded doing that, but kittens, once they're three weeks old, they're already climbing and walking and everything. So it's really hard, even with a fence enclosure, it's really hard to keep them contained. Absolutely. Yeah. Most of the people that do the trapping have a special arrangement with the local humane society where they can bring the cats in at any time. They don't have the same situation as, you know, us people that are just bringing in one or something. So that's where that helped me a lot because I couldn't trap her the day before and then bring her, you know, like every Wednesday or whatever day it was. Right. Uh, should also mention, and people can check this out in their own community, but PetSmart, Pet Supplies Plus, and I'm trying to remember the other one. I can't think of the other one, but one of the other large chains of pet food Petco? stores, Petco, thank you. Yes, they also do low cost 
spay and neuter several times a year, but you have to check with them to find out what their dates are. That's a great point too. Before we get into talking more about TNR, overall, what are some of the the positives that you've seen in the community since you've been doing TNR in your area? And what are some of the challenges that you still come across? Challenges are people who don't want to do it. Challenges are people who, for whatever reason, think of stray or feral cats as wildlife and, you know, just leave them be on their own. They don't want to trap them. They don't want to provide shelter. They don't want to feed them. They don't want to have them spayed or neutered. One of the other challenges that I've come across, even with pets, you know, house cats, is people who, for whatever reason, think that it's not good for an animal to be spayed or neutered. And the truth of the matter is, it is so much healthier for them to be spayed or neutered. Even if they never get pregnant, having the spay or neuter done is healthier for them. One of the things that I've found that I'm very happy about is that at this point, the animal shelters will not adopt out an animal without getting it spayed or neutered, without it being spayed or neutered before they adopt it out, which I think is a great thing because otherwise they could allow somebody to adopt and then that person doesn't get the cat spayed. And even if the cat's a house cat and it just happens to get out, you can wind up with a litter. One of the other things is how many people don't realize that a cat can get pregnant when it's six months old. I've seen and talked to so many people who say, well, it's only a kitten. I'm going to wait till it's a year old before I get it fixed. You know what? By the time it's a year old, it could have had two litters already. So I would say that those are the things that are real challenges. As far as Positives? The positives, I would say, the fact that the shelters are pushing it, the fact that at this point, there are a lot of organizations that are willing to help and can help. As I said, even the large chain stores. One of the other things that I've found, not so much in my area, but in some of the other areas where I know people, is... The idea that some areas don't have the resources. Upstate New York has very few places to take an animal for spay or neuter. There are some places in Florida that have very few places to take an animal for spay or neuter, for low-cost spay or neuter. I know one of my relatives happens to live down in Georgia, And the general attitude in the town is cats should be allowed to roam. You shouldn't fix them. And they wind up with litter after litter because the cats, you know, they go roaming and they do what comes naturally to them. Right, right. So those would be the challenges. But the positives, like I said, is how many organizations and vets and stores are getting involved in pushing for spay and neuter. Right. And I think also the more we talk about it, the more people realize it's not a bad thing. It's actually better for your cat, better for your cat's life, better for right. 
the cats and the you know even if they're going to be feral cats and stay feral cats it's still better for them we're going to take a short break and we're going to be right back Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back, everyone. We're talking about TNR, uh, something near and dear to my heart, with Nancy Robison. She is an author and a TNR expert. She's done so much with TNR. Nancy, one of the things I think is challenging for people is that they can't always find where to turn in their community. And we were talking a little bit about that before the break. And I do know in some communities, and there's unfortunately not a lot, I know like Los Angeles has a mobile spay and neuter clinic that they take to areas of Los Angeles that don't have the financial means to go to a vet to spay or neuter their cat. So I wish that that was something that we did in all large cities. It might be harder to do in small cities. But what do you recommend rather as far as how can people find out more about TNR in their community? Okay, I have found it very useful. I know this is a cliche, but I've been able to go online and put in the name of a town and find where TNR is available. I would suggest doing that. I also have found that if you go to a local vet and ask them whether or not they do it, that's the first thing. But even if they themselves do not do it, a lot of times they can tell you places that will do it. If you have a town shelter, that's a good resource. If you have an ASPCA, that's a good resource. If you go to, there's an organization called Alley Cats, and Alley Cats and Alley Cat Allies, and both of them, if you go to their website and tell them what you're looking for, they will tell you where in your area or close to your area there are resources available. So I'm not going to say that it's easy to find because, believe me, it's not. As I said, South Essex County in New York has very few resources for it. But in most areas, you can find, if not in your particular town, if you go online and put in TNR or you go to Alley Cat Allies or you go to the American Humane Society or even if you go to Best Friends, and ask. You may have to contact them. You may have to, you know, click on a specific place on their website, but you can usually find some place that you can take your cat to. I also want to make people aware of this because you would think this is something that everybody knows in the cat world, but not everybody does. If you see not all feral cats are not fixed, 
generally they have an ear notch. So if that could be anywhere from like a little like wedge cut out of the ear to a little slice on the tip of the ear. And it may sound cruel, but it's done while the you know cat's asleep when they're getting fixed and it's for you know, feral or community cats. And it's done precisely so that people know that if their cat has an ear notch, then that cat is fixed. Thank you for mentioning that. I had forgotten about that. But that's a very important thing because I know way, I shouldn't say way, because I've only been doing this for uh, three years. But when I first started this, I didn't know about the ear notch. And I I actually brought a cat in that had already been fixed because I didn't know it. A lot of people, surprisingly, they don't know. And then sometimes people will adopt cats and they're not sure if they're going to adopt the cat or not. So they get the ear notch and then they change their minds. But there's times when people are, you know, no, I'm adopting the cat. I'll pay the full fee. I don't want an ear notch or anything like that. So it's, I'm not saying cheat the system, but if the cat's going to be a community cat and you bring them in for, you know, the reduced or no cost TNR, ear notch is a necessity. Because like you said, otherwise, you know, you waste your resources and everything and bringing the cat in and then you find out, oh, not necessary. Right. It's important for people to know that. And you may have to look closely because as you said, sometimes the ear notch is very small. Yeah. So you don't even notice it at first. Especially because they cut, sometimes they cut the tip. So it's hard to tell. Sometimes it looks like they almost took like um, half of a hole punch, you know, <laughs> looks like half a moon cut out of the tip of the ear. But yeah, sometimes it's not as obvious. What do you think, Nancy, are some of the future goals for TNR? In your world, what would you like to see happen? In my fantasy world, I'd like to see every stray community feral cat fixed spayed or neutered and i'd like to see every cat finding a loving safe home and i'd also and this is another issue it's not it's not so much t and r but it kind of feeds into the problem. I'd also like to see anybody that has a pet and is having financial difficulties with feeding them or vet care for them, be able to get food for them and care for them at a reduced level because so many cats and dogs too are either dumped at shelters or just dumped, period, because people can't afford to take care of them. And that just adds to the problem. That's very true, Nancy, because that's how we found Dennis. I opened my door one cold South Florida night. Again, maybe it was 40 degrees and we were having, you know, all kinds of freeze alerts. I'm joking, you know, 40s. <laughs> no, I, I know. I, I opened know. the right, door. Right now it's 31 degrees here. So <laughs> uh, we're hoping for a cold front. I think in two weekends, it might get to the high of a 60. We get to wear long sleeve shirts. But, you know, that's life in the tropics. Also, her. Yes. So, you know, there you go. But I heard meowing, opened the door. Dennis came waltzing in. And we deduced that he was a house cat because he knew the sound of a refrigerator opening and closing. <laughs> and he's, a, he's great. He's part Maine Coon. He's the friendliest of my bunch of cats. He's always been. He's great. And somebody just moved and dumped him. We took him. We, we got scanned. There's no chip, you know, but it's sad though. But yeah, definitely costs can get high. 
And there should be something. There's some of the costs. I mean, vet care is expensive. It, that's for sure. But it would be nice if there was um, ways that there could be some uh, sliding scale on some of the expenses. Exactly. So where, Nancy, can people find more information? Obviously, look online. You mentioned Alley Cats. Any other places you can mention? American Humane, American Humane Society, um, Red Rover is very good for helping with expenses. I would also, again, ASPCA, Petco, PetSmart, Pet Supplies Plus. For people up in Southern Essex County, you can email one at a time, 09 at gmail.com. And the person up there will be able to recommend to you places to get low-cost spay or neuter for ferals. How can people get in touch with you? I was just going to say, if they're in the Long Island area, nanrobeson at gmail.com, and I can give them a list of places on Long Island. Okay. And then we didn't get a chance to talk about this a lot more, almost out of time, but I know you've also written some books about cats. So where can people find your books? On Amazon. You look you up by name, Nancy. You can do that, Nancy Robeson, or the name of the books for children are Stubby, A Cat Story, and the second one is Stubby, Her Continuing Adventures. Okay, great. Is there anything else you wanted to add? I just want to add that if you are looking for a pet, Please, please, please adopt. Don't go out and buy. Adopt a dog. Adopt a cat. The shelters are full of them. I know some people will say, I want a Maine Coon cat, so I'm going to go and buy it. You know what? The shelters have Maine Coon cats. I've seen Maine Coon cats that are strays. I've seen Persians that are feral or community cats. I have one right now. Beautiful tuxedo Persian cat. Somebody must have just let her go. So please don't don't say you want a purebred and therefore you have to go out and buy it. Check your shelters. Check the feral cats. Check the community cats. They're all out there. And the other thing is any animal, if it's treated with kindness, will return that kindness. So true. I want to thank you, Nancy, so much for coming on Catitude and sharing your story and giving us such great information on TNR. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I hope everybody enjoyed today's show dedicated to Sammy and all the other TNR cats out there and feral cats. I want to thank Jethro, the poor baby daddy, who we're going to work on making him an inside cat, hopefully. Fingers crossed. And thanks to my rest of my cat crew, Charlotte, Dennis, and Molly. Thanks to Mr. Nikki um, for teaching me about cats and thus teaching me patience. They were all rescues. And thanks to my guest today, Nancy Robison. So much great information about TNR. Thanks, of course, to my wonderful Catitude listening audience. I appreciate you guys so much. So thank you so much for uh, listening to Catitude all these years. And of course, thank you to my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound amazing. So remember, lose the attitude. 
have catitude. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.